Warning, this video contains explicit material not suitable for children. Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. As always, my name is Brent Terhune. Joining me for the 102th time on this show, Mr. Isaac Lanford. Yes, 102. Uh, Isaac, thanks for being on. You, you've you been on, I was thinking today, some of my favorite episodes. You've been on uh, Parody Religions, and you've, you yeah. were also on uh, People Who Sold Their Souls. Yeah, yeah. And I remember none of them. Yeah, that well, and I I couldn't tell you who sold their souls besides Robert Johnson, uh, but it's just a what what a great concept to sell your soul, Isaac. What, uh, that's why I'm yeah. having you on the show. Are you are you willing to give it up? I I'm gonna give you a good price for that soul. Yeah, I I mean I thought of, I've thought about this about uh, I don't know what would be worth it. I don't know like what I wouldn't even know what to wish for. Yeah, uh, you could. I'll give you a nice monkey's paw. <laughs> I I am arrogant enough to think I could outsmart a monkey's paw. That's right. You just yeah you you're like I, I want a I want so and so back in my life, but I don't want them to be evil, and I want them to be all that stuff. And somehow I'd find a way to make them an asshole. Yeah, I would just try to figure out a. a something that seems mundane that could actually benefit me a lot in the future. That way the monkey's paw is all focused on this little mundane thing and making it have like a consequence. <laughs> and well, I just deal with that. And I was like, Oh no, I got warts. And then <laughs> the rest of my life smooth sailing. Well, it's, and it's, it's apropos that we're talking about the monkey's paw, which it's, it's not, it's the complete opposite. actually. <laughs> Isaac. This uh, this topic, I don't know how it's going to appear on your your podcast apps, but it's going to be something along the lines of like late night staples, and I mean like late night commercial TV staples. Yeah, because uh, I I I texted you this topic, and I was like, to be honest, I don't even know what this is, but I have a few things that I wanted to talk about, so I got a yep. a couple things to talk about, and you were like, let let me do that one. Yeah, I like it. I think that I understand what you want this to be it's like the the pornography thing it's like i know it when i see it and you're gonna see it on this show (laughs) (laughs) well i hope you have your steel drums ready isaac because (laughs) we're about to see some of the wildest girls gone gone wild yes uh i this was such a late night TV staple of uh, all the networks, but you just mm-hmm. be watching whatever at 1 a.m. and then it cuts to a commercial, the eighth commercial that hour. So I don't know how they do it yeah. late night where there's 50 commercials in one hour, but you mm-hmm. hear the steel drums and you, you see the little girls gone wild things bouncing around covering boobs mm-hmm. and, it, and looking up like the commercials on YouTube. Uh, every comment in there was like, dude, this is so nostalgic. all the follies of youth yeah yeah do you do you have a a recollection or memories of the girls gone wild stuff coming on just in general because i think that you know when i was a young like late teen uh horny boy you know Mm -hmm. like that and it's like just so much of a tease and like i'm I'm sorry that you brought up the subject i don't know how graphic i'm supposed to get here but i there's a, a point when you're a, a young man where you're like, is this enough to jerk off to? 
It's starting in between, to feel like it is. <laughs> in between the episode of The Critic on Comedy Central. <laughs> uh, I gotta it, finish before Jiminy Glick comes on the screen. And the fact that in those days, in order to get satisfaction, like what you had to like have a VHS mailed to you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and or a DVD. Let's be fair. Okay. A DVD. Yeah, too, I guess but... it would be DVD. Yeah. It was I, w- watching back and, and doing research, and, and I did some of the... <laughs> doing your research. I did, I did my research. God damn it. Uh, no, but, like, there's a, a, th- a thing on, on TNT right now, and, it's, and it was on HBO Max, but it's called Rich and Shameless. Uh-huh. And it, it kind of... I kind of had the topic in mind before that even came out, but it was it's essentially... It's it's documentary series of, like, Pam and Tommy, I think, is one. But mm-hmm. one of them is Joe Francis, is that the founder, the from, okay. yeah, of of Girls Gone Wild, and and wouldn't you believe it, Isaac? Uh, he's not the best human being. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so you did research, so you you tell me uh, what I don't know here, but my understanding or my perception was that Girls Gone Wild was originally like compiled footage, mm-hmm. and then eventually became like. We're going to make these girls gone go wild, whether they like it or not. We need more content. Well, it it was I think it was initially you know you give them booze you sh- you know and here's a shirt and a hat shows the boobs and then eventually mm-hmm. it became such a phenomenon that now like the girls would be like oh that's girls gone wild before it's just they got a camera mm-hmm. in the in the club or whatever but then then it was like oh let's get them back on the tour bus. And yeah. that's where it's it's really weird of like just any kind of one dude with a camera and really drunk women. It just yeah. it feels very icky. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and that there's several accounts of stuff happening in in the Rich and Shameless documentary, and I I want to try to keep it lighthearted, but some of the stuff has to do with uh, uh, sexual assault mm-hmm. and underage girls. Yeah. I'm oh sure. my god, like that kind of stuff. So. That's on there if you want to check out that documentary. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't okay, want to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> but I had heard that, like, maybe it's the Joe Francis guy, but, like, somebody worked at a news station and that they would have all these, like, sit-in stuff and then there would be a bunch of titties in it that they couldn't put on the news and, like, they just started like, collecting all the clips of titties. Oh, I think that was Joe Francis worked for... I don't remember what they said in that document, but it was kind of like... Uh, world's craziest or world gone wild type stuff where he took all the stuff that that had the boobs in it and i think initially that was kind of one of the early movies of here's all the tits that we couldn't show you and like and i maybe this will be a part two of like you remember like the jerry springer too hot for tv type. oh yeah 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 where it's like just watching for a boob to pop out yeah, <laughs> like in between, like a, a, a like a super graphic fight or something. Yep. But uh, yeah, like along those lines of you know, it's almost pay per view. Yeah. Type thing back in the day, but that initially I think that was the the impetus for Girls Gone Wild is let me take all these boobs and put them together. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? Uh, people like to see boobs. I yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the found well, footage titties. It's like the Blair Witch of titties. Yeah. Well, and on my other podcast called They're Coming to Get You, we just did the Blair Witch, uh, the movie, uh-huh. but apparently there was also a parody of it called the the Blair, uh, the Bear Winch. 
Oh. And, we thought uh, the bitch would have been in the title, but... <laughs> nope. They went with winch. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, but it, so like so popular, it was parodied all over. Like that's yeah. still you watch certain comedians acts, they will throw in a girls gone wild reference. That's how popular it was. Yeah, yeah. I imagine um, being a young girl just wishing you were old enough to go wild. Yeah, well, and then some of the the ones in that documentary, rich and shameless, of wishing they hadn't type yeah. stuff, and I'm sure. Uh, well, this is Joe Francis started, uh, this back in 1997. Uh, and that was when the first one was released and then jump, jump forward to 2001. The company sold four and a half million videos and DVDs that year. Man, that's nine million ditties. (laughs) (laughs) The, the year of nine 11, Like there was a in two thousand one, there was a lot going on, and people were yeah. still like, "Give me though." And part of the, the 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 gimmick of it, and I guess is where they got in trouble, was that if you bought one, there was like a you know you ordered over the phone, but there was a thing of like, they were just they added your credit card, and now you're going to get the next one. Oh, subscription service for yeah, Girls but Gone without Wild. without people knowing, so you're you just get more coming to your house. Yeah, I mean that's isn't that how everything is on the internet now, where it's like you can cancel any time, but no one ever cancels. You just get girls gone wild for the rest of your life. Yeah, you're just looking at your chase statements, being like, "What <laughs> was? What did I spend thirty five? Oh, there. Yep, that makes sense." Uh, Next so month, two thousand one, four and a half million uh, videos and DVDs. By the end of two thousand two, the company had produced 83 different titles that had begun airing uh, and had begun airing the 30-minute infomercials. So I, I find it hard to believe that they aired the infomercials after they started selling the tapes. I feel like those go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I guess I just always thought of it as infomercials because, like, those commercials were long and they were on as much as the show you were watching. Yeah, well, the, yeah. <laughs> If it wasn't the abbreviated, you know, here's the two minute thing. It's a half hour. And I just, I I guess I underestimate how many you could see like 10 minutes of boobs and then still want 20 more minutes of boobs. Yeah. And blurred out. Yeah. Well, because you have like Brooke Burke or whoever being like, wow, this is the craziest party in the world. Yeah. She's going to show their boobs. She was on Rich and Shameless, the documentary. She was on there. Uh, but th- those uh, infomercials started to air on E, Fox News, BET, Comedy Central, uh, Tech TV, and Style. And I don't even know what those last two are. Tech TV. No, I don't know what that is. It was probably what G4 was before it was G4. Probably. Uh, the infomercials target a late night uh, channel surfing demographic that Joe Francis had identified in the late 1990s. I love that he identified of. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my demo is anybody that's ever wanted to see boobs because that's pretty much, yeah, what a hard demographic to nail down. Somebody who's awake and alone at 2 (laughs) a.m. According to the TNS Media Intelligence, Girls Gone Wild spent more than $21 million in advertising in 2003, becoming the largest advertiser for programs on the the E-Channel. In 2008, Francis' net worth was approximately $150 million. Good God. I want to know what the, the two advertisers on either side of him were. 
Yeah, where it was. Uh, well, we might cover them <laughs> here in a, in a minute. Who knows? <laughs> but this dude, he started selling them in 1997, and in 2008, he was worth 150 million dollars. Man, I I would have to think that like Adult Swim coming to prominence would also be like a big bump for Joe Francis if he was advertising on Cartoon Network late at night. That demog- that's the perfect demographic of <laughs> you, you cut from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. To, and uh, like watching watching these infomercials cuz some of them are on YouTube, not a lot, but it was like I don't even back then in the day I was like how are they allowed to do this? Because they don't show nudity, but it's as close as you can get. It's a commercial for softcore porn. Yeah. Like, yeah. And eventually, uh, I, I guess you would call it hardcore porn. I don't know where you draw that line. I don't but know. It was, Penetration that I can see with I, the naked eye. I guess. You, <laughs> That's you know, where I draw t- the line. I know. <laughs> taking Okay. T- like, But taking the girls back to the bus. Like, I, well, I just as a, as a kid, I was like, I'm, I'm glad this is here, but... <laughs> How, how is this legal? How, how are nobody saying anything about this? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the, the sandwich with the bacon as the bun or whatever. Like it's like, I'm I'm happy it's here and I will partake, (laughs) but God, this should not be. Yeah. The KFC, uh, I don't double down where the chicken was the bun and you're like, nobody's going to say anything about this. This, this shouldn't (laughs) exist. Uh, it's healthy. There's no bread. <laughs> There's just breading on the chicken. <laughs> it's uh, barely a ins- chicken. Instances of Girls Gone Wild in popular culture, uh, culture include appearances of Eminem and Snoop Dogg in the company's videos. Oh, of course. Uh, also, you you got to remember Doug Stanhope being in some of those. Don't I you? don't, but what a weird... Because Doug Stanhope's been like old forever. So like Doug Stanhope was just like an old-ass creep <laughs> it, on I Girls Gone Wild. I can't imagine Dave Attell wasn't in those. Like, oh, uh, I think everybody would have known better than Dave Attell's presence on those buses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, and I did try to Google like what are the celebrities that were in there, but and that was not like a list I could find. But I know for sure Snoop Dogg was on it, yeah. and Doug Stanhope, and they're saying Eminem. I don't remember that at all. Nah, I mean Eminem would have been huge at the time. Yeah, well, that's also you got eighty three movies. I, do you have to make a new commercial for all of them? Like, and it's also at a certain have like after like eight movies, haven't you done all the angles? There, yeah. there needs to be. You know, you would think. You would think. Um, also, uh, MGM announced in two thousand two that it was going to release a feature length film based on the Girls Gone Wild concept. A now this was movie. this was. MGM, not National Lampoon. No, MGM. <laughs> and I, I found, uh, of course, uh, it never came to fruition. Uh, but I, I found like, oh, it was announced that MGM's going to do a whole Girls Gone Wild movie. It says now that the Memorial Entertainment is uh, heading <laughs> for cinemas following a deal between the studio and the show's founder, Joe Francis, the story will reportedly center on a fictional trip to Panama Beach in Florida by a group of college party animals. Francis, who will act as executive producer, told The Hollywood Reporter he wanted the movie to be better than average. 
it's what who hey of he's, a, he's a realist i, I guess yeah. like it's going to he said quote it's going to be a, a fictionalized version of girls gone wild with the love stories and everything in between love stories i don't i just i just yeah. feel like given some college guys some cameras and setting them loose on drunk women is is bad news. Yeah. Now, could I interest you modern day in a movie a la The Social Network that's about the creation of Girls Gone Wild starring, you know, whatever young actor you would like to play Joe Francis? I'm sure he'd have uh, some say in that. I feel like he's not so young, but I feel like Zach Braff would be a great Joe Francis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like I, a, I would like to see Zach Braff today play Joe Francis in 1997. <laughs> I would do that. And maybe we can get Zach Braff to play the older Joe Francis. And then the other guy uh, from Superstore. Do you know mm. that show? I, I, I know I'm aware of the show. Yes. His, his character is Jonah. I guess it would be mm-hmm. Ben Feldman. He could play the younger Joe yeah. Francis. I like it. Now, I'd, I'd be fine with just Zach Braff, though, because I just started uh, Stranger Things Season 4, and that's about what it's looking like with those kids as high school students. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> have to... I haven't started that show again. I'm on I end of Season 2, but... <laughs> it looks like... The kid that plays Will, it looks like they put him in the same wardrobe as the previous season. Like, oh, okay. his, the pants come down, like, just below his <laughs> knee. He's, like, all stretched out, like, guys, being a freshman's tough. <laughs> Yeah, some of those movies, yeah, some of those shows, you got to get it all in because growth spurts are coming. Yeah, why not let a time lapse happen? That's what I, I'm only two episodes in. This is all I've been talking about while I'm watching. Is like they could have just been like two years later, and I'd feel better. Yeah, <laughs> all was quiet. <laughs> Still, I got some fucking Game of Thrones aging going on. Yeah. Uh, we got some distribution channels. Uh, at its exception, Girls Inception, Girls Gone Wild. Mark uh, marketed his product, namely videos, through a direct distribution channel such as infomercials, pay-per-view, and video on demand. I feel like if you're going to pay for it, just have it sent to your house so you can watch it again, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, just think about, like, at one point he was probably just running this out of his apartment. Yeah, he was uh, out of his parents' garage, a la Jeff Bezos or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he's just using the. I can't think of any of the names of those like DVD pressing companies from Disc Makers, Disc yeah. Masters. Type I feel like thing. Diamond was one was the name of something. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like he's like, we got another order. I need to get another five hundred DVDs. I just picture him putting the inserts like in the DVDs himself, like I did when I made DVDs. Like yeah, putting the labels on himself. Me, yeah, me uh, putting koozies in envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the distribution was followed in 2008 by the launch of Girls Gone Wild magazine. Oh, uh, that's not good. Uh, clothing line. What? Their whole yeah. thing is not clothes. I know. And then a, a <laughs> compilation record released by uh, Jive Records. Jesus Christ. What would that even be? Now, I, I do want to double back on the clothing line because what if it was clothing designed specifically for showing your titties, like easy flop, <laughs> like flaps and stuff, like little zippers that like the boobs can drop out of the shirt? Yeah, just anything or like uh, just essentially for dudes, it's just those 
the those gym pants that are easily ripped away type thing like uh yeah clothing line i didn't i didn't look up any of the clothing but i did send you the track listing for the yeah. girls gone wild record it's on uh amazon oh yeah uh, okay but, party uh, hard by andrew wk is the first track <laughs> yeah yep uh, I can't, I just don't, I mean, it's about partying, I guess, but I just can't picture Andrew WK and Girls Gone Wild together. No, I, I feel like they, they're, his level of party is too hard for Girls Gone Wild, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of this stuff, I'm like, okay, I I can see this, you know? Lil John is on here twice. R. Kelly is on here twice. Uh, uh, bowling for Soup. That strikes me. I don't know that song, but that's kind of weird. They had to put like one pop punk band in there for like girl. All the bad guys want. That was kind of a single. Um, They've also got uh, a song called Gigolo by Nick Cannon featuring R. Kelly. Good God. Uh, Milkshake by Khalees. Yeah. I mean, that sounds right. Uh, Sexy body girls from uh, Shaggy. Yeah. And then the song, but. You know, the the quintessential song everybody danced to, Captain Save-A-Ho, <laughs> from E-40, The Click, D-Shot, Be Legit, and Sugar T. Mm. All those rappers have a letter in their yeah. name. Weird. Uh, but a whole record. Who who bought that? You could buy it right now on CD for five fifty eight, Or you could stream it, apparently. Uh, it's just... Gonna... Surely the CD was just like an extra thing they threw in with your order to make it seem like you were getting more, not something people bought. Well, their reviews. Oh God. Uh, this guy said, uh, Caleb H <laughs> gave it five stars oh, God. in 2018. This was the review. Uh, every song on this CD rocks. I love all of them. A plus side to the CD is the free DVD that comes with it. Yeah. Okay. The girls are fine. F I N E. Uh, so then there's ones of like, uh, th- this guy just said, nice. <laughs> uh, and then this guy said, I don't know why I was recommended this. I'm not, I'm not into anything related to this genre, but I still got, got recommended this. And then his review was one star and it said, this is stupid. Oh, see, I can't trust that man's review. He didn't even buy the product. I know. I don't. Yeah, there are others, but like it's, a, it's in German or whatever. But I can't believe oh, that's German. I thought it, it was just like abbreviations. I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I assume it's German. Yeah. Uh, but just the girl, like to me, like it was a very like '90s, 2000s thing to have the album go with the th- like. Yeah, there are oh, soundtracks yeah. today, but like, do you remember like those WWF? Uh, like, you want the themes? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. that to me goes hand in hand with that type of stuff. You want the songs that go with the girls gone wild? Yeah, and with the WWF, it's not like they were all like Motorhead doing people's yeah. theme songs. They were mostly like sounded like karaoke track musicians. <laughs> Yeah, you just wanted the glass to break so you could walk out like Stone Cold. That's all you needed. Oh, man. Uh, the, well, we have Girls Gone Wild, Isaac, but what, what about the, the guys? we got to have something for the women to look did, at, Did guys we? go wild? 2004, Girls Gone Wild began, uh, began soliciting men for participation in their videos. Uh, guys Gone Wild was a video series that uh, male analog... Uh, 
it was uh, sorry uh, <clears throat> for girls gone wild targeted at young women these videos uh, and tapes and dvds featured much of the same content as girls uh only instead showing young men performing for the camera uh in the shower playing football naked etc that doesn't sound like that's for women no it <laughs> 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 I, I did uh, uh, go on YouTube and I typed in guys gone wild commercial. And I don't yeah. know that this was a, an official commercial because it had no watermarks, but these guys were going wild for sure. <laughs> covered in sand, playing, playing football on the beach. Like, like, like soft dicks, just like playing football. Well, th- there's no nudity. Oh, what? It was YouTube. I'm uh, Okay. But uh, not even blurred dicks? Like No, they were in like... Uh, I, I, and to be honest, I made it about a minute in before I said, I've seen enough. Yeah, well, you, did, you didn't get a minute into a 30-minute uh, infomercial. Isn't gonna... <laughs> it's just, uh, I just, that's not very wild. No. And it's just... Uh, well, this guy said, Bill Horn is spokesman for Mantra Entertainment, uh, produce uh which produced the videos noted a gender related double standard in the videos and girls gone wild series sometimes the young women would would kiss uh while the guys series uh the guys don't do that so that's the thing oh, of like yeah. you could be you could remain a, i guess a straight woman and do that but in in a lot of people's eyes if it's two dudes kissing then that just makes you gay right like and yeah. I, I like well because i'm not attracted to it so it's bad Yes, it's not for me. Yeah, uh, I, I just want to hear like I want to see the bus, and I want to hear the the guy going like like oh why don't you just uh oh you guys want to you want to just flop your dongs out? <laughs> you, you, a guy would never have to ask. You know, a dude yeah. would just be hanging dong uh, from just helicoptering the on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get these guys off the bus. They're <laughs> they've gone too wild. We knew this was gonna happen. Uh, th- this guy, uh, Bill Horn, also says it's sexy to see two girls making out. It's not considered sexy to see to see two guys making out. That's just the reality, and we were there to capture the reality. I don't know that we needed Girls Gone Wild for people to come to no. that conclusion. I I cannot believe that that made it out of their marketing meetings. You know, like maybe we should try dudes. Maybe the, yeah. we should have the guys go wild. And if it, it featured uh, women uh, camera people. Uh, uh, like taunting guys, and soliciting men very the, yeah the opposite of huh. uh you know that type of thing interesting Just, uh yeah so that that's essentially there's there's you know i'm not doing it justice if you want to know the down and dirty of the the rich and shameless go watch the documentary uh, but yeah, that's pretty much girls gone wild. It's just, what, a, what happened to Joe Francis? Don't leave me. Well, hanging. he, he was uh, arrested a bunch of times and I believe he has fled to Mexico oh. and lives in Mexico. Like, uh, and there was like, uh, not like holding people hostage. I don't know if you would call it like abduction type charges. Like, yeah, it's uh, the, yeah. The whole documentary starts with a recording of him yelling at his wife or whoever it is. And then that continues throughout the documentary. So in all, I think he, he's uh, just in Mexico because if he comes back to the United States, he's going to get popped for a lot of things. Jesus. Yeah. And he's uh, not, the, he's not the guy that dog, the bounty hunter went after in Mexico. Right. I, I kind of hope I w- I would watch that special. <laughs> we, we got to get you, brah. Um, 
What do you think about Jesus? What... Have a cigarette. <laughs> let's let's do this one, and we might have to wrap it up just time wise, and th- yeah. there might be a part two. I don't know. I mean, this was essentially the girls got wild episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't you really want to know? Okay, I was wondering who the father of my baby was. All right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. I'm solely searching for the father of your baby. Oh, it's the one that's very unpleasant, okay? Okay. Um, And he's also the one that had another girlfriend while he was sleeping with you. Yes, he did. Yep, that's him. That's the daddy. Okay. But you knew that. I wasn't sure. I don't know how. The baby looks just like him. Yes, he does. Yeah, so you were in denial because he has a funny little chin, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, and the baby have that same little chin. Oh, my God. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Call 1-800-980-8637. Well, here's here's one girl that went wild, Isaac. Because mm-hmm. I need you to call me now for your free <laughs> psychic reading. Yeah, call me now. <laughs> uh, it's Miss Cleo and the Psychic Readers Network. I I forgot that it was just called the Psychic Readers Network. For for me, it's always Miss Cleo is yeah. that Psychic Readers Network. So I, I'm hoping you did the same research here because I want to know, was it the Psychic Readers Network? And then she was like the breakout character. She was the flow. And then they just started like going <laughs> with it. Or was is Miss Cleo like the brains of the operation? Well, well let's dive into it. And, let's do and it. Bef- before that, I want to, here's the, the scam they were running. Can you believe that, you know, these psychics were running scams there, Isaac? Despicable. Uh, there was one catch. The free reading wasn't free at all. More specifically, before you actually got your free reading, you probably had to wait on the line for 20 minutes. And every minute that went by cost four ninety nine. Jesus. So a 30-minute call would show up on your phone bill is $150. Man, people used to pay to make phone calls. I know, dude. Uh, and, and how much do they earn? The, the psychics on there. Uh, the Psychic Readers Network uh, was earning approximately $25 million a month. Oh, fuck. According to an FBI investigation, uh, the PRN, the Psychic Reading Network, uh, earned roughly $225 million per month for two years straight. That equals about $600 million in revenue over two years. So Joe Francis, he had a good idea. But these guys had a far better idea. Yeah. Not having a product at all seems to be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, so as you can imagine, uh, you're getting all these high phone bills. A lot of people doing that. There's going to be some lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Uh, after reportedly earning $1 billion in total revenue and God. generating thousands of consumer complaints, the Federal Trade Commission put a, a big bullseye on the uh, Psychic Readers Network Lawsuits initially targeted three individuals, a woman named Yuri Del Harris. We'll talk about her. Mm. Uh, but then also two men, one named Stephen L. Uh, Fetter and another guy named Peter Stoles. Uh, and Fetter and Stoles were cousins from New Jersey who owned a Fort Lauderdale L- LLC that was the principal shareholder of PRN. Okay. So these guys own it. And I, I didn't, I should have prepped for this first. Have you... Uh, ever called a psychic or uh, no? Ever visited a psychic at all? No, not at all. 
Now, are you are you a believer that this this is not real type thing? You don't subscribe to the, these types of beliefs? Um, it's not that I don't subscribe to the types of beliefs because I've heard different stories from people, but I think as an industry mm-hmm. that it must just be a charlatan trick that you can learn. Mm-hmm like as a mentalist type of thing. And, you know, you can just like connect dots for people and like tell them what they want to hear. Well, in like the case of what was it? John Edwards or John Edward, the crossing over type guy who mm-hmm. was like, you could just watch and see like these people are just wanting so bad to be yeah. like, is, is my dead brother. Thanks for bringing him up. Isaac is my dead brother. Uh, over on the other side, can I talk to him? And it, like that, that seems even dirtier yeah. than just a regular psychic thing, you know? Yeah. Where like, I, I'm getting a B, B. Is it a B? It's a B. Maybe it's an E. Maybe yeah. it was an E. Does anybody know anybody with a name with an E? It's like a, it's like a relative, an older relative. Oh yeah. I have an older relative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, then- I mean, come on. It's like it's people can believe in astrology, but it's when you believe in the horoscopes in your local paper that's the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and then it's also, I don't know, man. Some people just want answers so badly that they'll they're willing to do and fall for anything. Yeah, and, that's and where I understand. Come. Yeah, wanting the comfort, but mm-hmm. also don't not, not everything. Sometimes there's no answer, and that's yep. the sh- the shitty part of it, you know. Yep. Uh, so we're talking about Feder and Stoltz now. Admittedly, I I didn't find much about Peter Stoltz, but uh, Feder lived in a three-story, multi-million-dollar waterfront mansion. And the driveway, he had uh, exotic cars such as Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bentleys, and more. A forty-foot luxury yacht was docked on the home uh, home's harbor side. And at his birthday party in nineteen ninety-seven, Feder was reportedly. Uh, quote, dripping in diamonds while Gladys Knight performed a private concert. Isn't that wild? Like somebody that rich and gaudy, but, and it's like, what does that guy do? Oh, he owns that, that psychic network that's on late at night. Like that is fucking crazy. It's nuts. And that like, he's not even the face of it. Right. He's just the dude behind all of it, you know? Yeah, because he had like 600 bucks at the beginning to get it started. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little more than that, we'll find out. But uh, their business model, according to the FBI investigators, uh, here's how the PRN uh, worked. The first thing was, quote, the the psychic had to do was uh, when someone called was gather their name, home address, email address, and phone number. Uh, next, the psychic would try to sell them a, a, a nine ninety five monthly membership. So at least they're telling people about yeah, the monthly membership. Right. Can you imagine when the, if they didn't say anything about the mon- monthly membership, and then next month they got a Girls Gone Wild DVD in the mail? Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cleo told me this was going to happen. She said my wife was going to get mad uh, for some reason. <laughs> Uh, so after they try to get him to get that monthly membership, when the caller resisted, the psychic would offer a free set of tarot cards, uh, 15 minutes of free readings, and a personalized astrology ch- uh, chart. So this back and forth typically would take about 10 to 15 minutes if the caller stayed on the line. And uh, if the caller eventually gave up, they would soon find themselves inundated with spam phone calls at home, junk mail, 
dozens of other unsolicited offers because they sold their information right after that. Yeah, so th it was just info. They didn't expect anyone to believe their psychics. Yeah, they just trying to gather information to That's then wild. sell. Uh, and for their efforts, the psychics were paid fourteen cents a minute. So let's say they're making four ninety nine a minute. They're charging. Oh. The psychics are not making shit. Oh my god. 14 cents and they worked from home and if they struggled to keep the callers on the line for a minimum minimum of 19 minutes, they would not receive any more callers that day. So the average uh, phone call lasts 20 minutes and would translate to $2.80 for that psychic. Man. So, uh, an assuming psychic could reasonably handle two 20-minute calls, uh that's $5.60 an hour. That Jesus. is, you're working from home, but that's still not shit. No. Even back in the day. No. Oh my God. So this is like atrocious from every angle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, the people weren't even psychics. Well, like, yeah, I, I guess like I they assumed weren't even that part. Like pushed, <laughs> pushed the, like, I'm sure some of them thought they were psychics. But just uh, the men and women who needed jobs were good at keeping people on the line. That's what they looked for. They're just call center people. Yeah. So at the peak of the operation, PRN employed a thousand, quote, readers across the nation, answering calls 24 hours a day. The advertisements uh, that were placed to attract the, quote, readers blatantly stated, no psychic experience necessary. Good You want to be a psychic? Call just me now. sign up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're not making shit on top of. Damn. Yeah, I, I'm like, I feel bad now. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't feel anything when we were talking about Girls Gone Wild, and I feel mm. bad about this. <laughs> about these people, this is very much like, like the like a psychic wolf of Wall Street. Just, I, I, I don't know the story, but I'm going to assume it's bad because this is bad. Well, of wo the Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, just scams, essentially, yeah. you know? Yeah. So uh, we mentioned those two guys, but I did mention a third person, uh, Yuri Del Harris. Mm -hmm. Or as you would know her, Isaac, uh, Miss Cleo. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, understandably, the federal trade prosecutors assume Miss Cleo was part owner of the operation, and in reality, she was nothing more than a paid actress. Uh, mm. The federal prosecutors also assume Miss Cleo was born in Jamaica. In reality, she's from L.A. and has never never been to Jamaica, and her parents were American citizens. So she, at best, is was just complicit. Like she got hired to do a job. Maybe she didn't ask any questions about what, how it works. I don't think she was complicit. Let me let me read this, and then here's why I don't think she's complicit. In it. Okay. And, as, as her ownership stake in the Psychic Readers Network, uh, she had none. She had none of it. Uh -huh. But for appearances as Miss Cleo, she earned uh, less than $5,000 mm. uh, for the first batch of commercials. And, and she was paid uh, $17.50 for another batch of commercials, which uh, resulted in like uh, two and a half days on set shooting over a dozen scenes. Jesus. So they're just banging these out. Let's get these different because, yeah. like, I don't know how long these ran, but I don't remember seeing the same one more right. than a couple times. You know, right? Um, and Miss Cleo was actually a, a psychic, and a few lucky callers per day would actually get her 
and for her efforts, uh, rather than earning 14 cents a minute, she earned 24 cents a minute. So she was, oh. she's in on the deal. Yeah. So she knows exactly what's now when you, when you said Miss Cleo was also a psychic, I was thinking, Oh, she really was a psychic. And then I realized, <laughs> Oh no, you mean she was one of the operators. Yeah. She was one of the grifters. Damn. So is, is Miss Cleo. Okay. Like <laughs> what, uh, what? she died a couple of years ago, actually. Okay. Well, uh, and, and anytime some, uh, somebody in the psychic field dies or something bad happens to a psychic, you get tons of comedians making the same joke. Can you guess what kind, what joke that is, Isaac? That you would have thought she'd see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, it's a fine joke, but when you see that 80 different times on your social media feeds, yeah, you're like, could you just look at your own feed to see that? somebody's already made this joke yeah it's a great joke for your uncle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you would expect your comrades mm-hmm. in humor to, to not step it up a little bit you yeah. know uh so the ftc filed their lawsuit against psychic readers network um and they were attempting to collect uh 500 million dollars worth of outstanding charges in October of 2002, Peter Stoles and uh, Stephen Fetter entered a no-contest plea to settle charges brought against them in the state of Missouri. As a penalty, they agreed to pay a $50,000 fine. In order to avoid further prosecution, they also agreed to not pursue the outstanding $500 million in charges. Uh, and they were free to keep the other $500 million they already collected up until that point. Man. So for their troubles, they made a billion dollars, and then they just got to keep five hundred million dollars. Real kick in the dick. Feel sorry for those guys. The American system failed them. Crime does pay, Isaac. Jesus. And but here's what surprises me about that they didn't get to keep all their money is that like, I I, I guess I don't see what they were doing as illegal. Like it seemed like they were just exploiting a system that allows mm-hmm. for people to do that type of shit. Yeah. I, it's a, like that weird legality thing of how, how much can you take advantage of stupid people? And I'm yeah. not, you know, I know some of these people are calling for genuine, ans- genuine answers and stuff, yeah. but it's also like they just kept you on the line for 20 minutes and then charged you $200. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there were repeat callers. I'm sure there were people that got that subscription. Yeah. Well, and you, you watch any, I, I go to my mom's house and one of the staples she has on is Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. So I, we watch Dr. Phil and about every eighth episode is some lady that's been catfished and is given this dude over in somewhere a million dollars. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing essentially. Yeah. You're just paying somebody to make you feel something. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, like, I'm not saying this is the same cause I don't know the company, but my mom asked me one time to help her, uh, get like delete an account that she had because she signed up for something where you pay for flowers to be put on veterans graves. Okay. And she, it's like not very much. It's like, you know, like two bucks or something but then Mm -hmm. she had like gotten to the point where she was like paying to put it on a lot of different veterans graves and it was 
building up, but she couldn't remember her password was the problem. Okay. And she didn't know how to like stop this. And I went on and I didn't have a lot of time. Now I'm remembering this. I should probably go back and help her. But like, I couldn't figure out how to like recover her password mm-hmm. or ever get back into her account to stop this. It's that's like the, the, the basis of a lot of these is the, the first trials free and we hope you forget. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I, I got a thing like a <clears throat> to it's supposed to help clean your dog's mouth when they drink, mm-hmm. like you put it in their water or whatever. And then I forgot the first month to cancel it. So I got a second bottle. And then when I went on to cancel it, I had to have an account, but I never even had an account to order it. I had ordered it off of an Instagram ad. Yeah. And then I had to like go and like figure out a way to like get access because when I would try to make an account, it would be like this email is already in use. The, the old, yeah. So what do you, did you just cancel it with your credit card company or? I ended up getting in, like, it wasn't like a full on scam, but yeah. it wasn't easy to like, just get in there and stop. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever dealt with Comcast, but they don't put a cancel oh, button man. at the bottom of the page, yeah. you know? Yeah. They, you have to call and then you stay on hold until you get mad and, and keep them. And yeah, and then like you're like, I've already signed up for the other service. Just cancel this one. And they're like, but wait, we could also knock it down this month and this much. And you're like, why didn't you just knock it down that much to begin with? You know? Yeah, I had a thing with a cable company when I lived in New York. The short version is, I would cancel a service, and then like a month later, it would show up again. And mm-hmm. I would have to keep calling and it was going back and forth. And then I finally called once and it was a big hassle and I was getting really pissed off and I've been on the phone forever. And then I was like, okay, so like, you're not able to do this. Let me talk to some, a manager, somebody who can do something about it. And by the end of it, the person I'm talking to is like, well, there's nothing we can do. And I was like, okay, well, what I want you to do right now. And I've now used this like four times. I was like, this is fine. It is what it is. But before I get off the phone, I just want you to say the words, sir, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> and they're like, I'm not going to say that. And I was like, no, I mean, it, but it's what what's happening here. It's what you're implying. Yeah. If you say it, I would just hang up the phone. <laughs> and then they wouldn't say it. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm canceling my service. And then they offered me the thing I asked for 20 minutes before. Yeah. And I was like, nah, fuck you. (laughs) I I actually like, it's so terrible. My wife is so embarrassed because like I'm on the phone and I was like, fuck you, you goddamn bitch is what I said (laughs) on the phone. (laughs) Somewhere there's a recording of you at some like uh, cubicle (laughs) office building. Just fuck you, you bitch, you know? (laughs) And I and I canceled and stormed off. I've ended a lot of relationships with uh, giant mega corporations with me being like, "Why don't I go fuck just, myself then, huh?" Just say it. Please. I'll never have just another Apple it. product in my life. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's wrap this up. Recently, yep. this this part is from 2016 because Miss Cleo has since died. But recently, a reporter from Vice.com tracked down Yuri Del Harris in Toronto and got her to sit down for an interview. Oh, uh, first off, she's still working as a psychic. Oh, uh, so she, I mean, she's built up this name. Yeah, sure. Uh, so she, she's just, uh, you know, still playing psychic, uh, but then that's not the craziest thing. When vice met with her, she spoke with a Jamaican, Jamaican accent, like a stronger one than oh. she had back in the nineties. Kayfabe, man. 
uh, in the interview, she even admitted that Peter Stolls and uh, Stephen Fetter were the ones who actually invented the Miss Cleo character and urged her to uh, make the voice, quote, uh, fresh off the island. So she's like, they told me to do a voice fresh off the island. <laughs> yeah, like, and still I, I think get, I just like, did Irish. I don't know what I just did, but <laughs> uh, it's it's very much like reminiscent of like somebody gets uh, like a becomes somewhat of a star in the WWE and then they get fired or leave for whatever reason, but they're known for being Brutus the Beef, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. So now they're yeah. just Brutus the Barber Beefcake at every signing or whatever. Yeah, or they're like the barber. Yeah, the yeah, that's uh, the, they're uh, butcher the hairstylist or whatever. Yeah, well, even like Doink the clown was a guy who dressed up as a clown. Yeah, and then there were like other people doing that gimmick that never even wrestled in the WWE. That's the beauty of wearing a face mask and a like a, a hood type thing because you can just be you can be there could be a Ray Mysterio in every county fair working that night. You yeah, know? I remember the shady wrestling guy I knew being like. Oh yeah, Doink! It's just a character that every market uses, and I yeah. was like, "Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's what it's supposed." To. No, I think you guys do that, but it's yeah, because that costume wasn't hard to get. Yeah, it's a clown. It's like if every, <laughs> if it's like if every comic did the arms bit, where somebody comes up behind them and sticks their <laughs> arms out, and now they're pretending to have arms, like or they wear like, like a hot dog costume. Hey, motherfucker! <laughs> that's not funny. That's my gimmick. You're steaming my buns over here. Uh, but that that's oh, we we had one more segment, but uh, I would say, but wait, there's more. But uh, we got to wrap this episode up, Isaac. Okay. Maybe maybe next time we'll get into somebody else. But uh, that's that's been the steel drums of the girls gone wild. And are, uh, are you going to overlay that? I, yeah, podcast? I'm going to go back and yeah. put in some steel drums for sure. <laughs> uh, oh, I hear them now. Yeah. So uh, plug what you got to plug and we'll get out of here. Uh, uh, Evening with the Authors podcast is still running. My album is no longer on Spotify. They took that shit down. Uh, but it's on other platforms. Isaac Live at the White Rabbit Cabaret. And I have uh, another podcast. Uh, it's a finished series, but it was called The Art of Relativity, where I talked to working class artists about their, their process and like, you know, how they landed and what they consider success and that sort of thing. I did that and, one, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. so if you need an intro, go listen to mine and then listen to the other ones. Yeah, exactly. Nice, easy intro. And then otherwise, uh, I'm running shit at the Yard Theater in East Hollywood. Uh, Isaac, thanks for being on the show again, man. Yep, thank you. Thank you.